0: Good News Project Podcast with Matt Jackson. You can send Matt feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests at goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Here's your host, Matt Jackson. Welcome to the Good News Project Podcast. My name is Matt Jackson. This has been a weekend where I have seen the, the ups and downs of fatherhood, the parts that I absolutely love and that I'm good at, and yet the parts that I struggle with, and I am still in uh, in prayer that I can uh, improve and have a better relationship with my, uh, my son's it's amazing how the same type of event can evoke such different emotions and scenarios um, as would happen to me um, this weekend. Saturday night, um, I had just watched a movie with my sons. We watched the fourth Hotel Transylvania movie. And I put them to bed, and I was going downstairs to watch the University of Houston basketball game. And um, I get a text message from my wife, and she's telling me that, you know, why don't I let Luke stay up? He wants to watch the game. Now, I thought he wanted to stay up just to stay up so he didn't have to go to bed. But in his defense, he's been going to a lot of University of Houston basketball games with me. He's really enjoyed the games. We've had a great time together. Um, so I'm going to give him the better for the doubt that he really is into the Cougs and he wants to, and you know, he wants to watch the game with me. And I will tell you that it was, it was one of the best hour and 15 minutes of my life. We had such a good time watching the game. We were high-fiving after every bucket. We were getting mad when the refs were making calls and it was just awesome. It was the kind of relationship that, you know that i that any father would wanna have f- with his son, and it wasn't necessarily you know i I didn't necessarily have um a lot of people to watch games with when uh when I was growing up. I would occasionally watch some games with my mom um but didn't necessarily have the same um ride or die type of relationship with any of the sports teams in, 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 any of my family remember members. And so as somebody who at least has been a diehard sports fan in the past, it would be kind of cool to have a team uh, that my son and I could uh, relate to and just ride the ups and downs with. And so having that game on Saturday night, it was just awesome. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And I certainly um, enjoyed having that experience with him. Fast forward to Sunday afternoon. My favorite NFL team, the San Francisco 49ers, they're playing a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. If you follow the NFL at all, you know this is one of the great rivalries in the history of the league. They played a number of playoff games before, and this is a game that I would like to watch undisturbed. I really want to pay attention. This was a playoff game you know i was I was intense in watching the Uh game last night, but that was a regular season game. The season isn't over if you lose that game. So there was a little less drama involved in that game. this was this was much different. Um, and let me preface my comments on the events that happened by saying that this might be my least favorite. San Francisco 49ers team of all time. I have been hate watching this team all year long. They are so incredibly flawed. They pull the they pull the Lucy Charlie Brown game almost every week just pulling that victory away at the last second almost every single week. It's just been it's been agonizing to watch cuz you you're just waiting for that other shoe to drop. You're just waiting to fall on your backside and watch the team lose. And I was ready for this season to be over I would have been perfectly fine With the uh, with the Dallas Cowboys Winning the game Sending this team on their way Sending Jimmy Garoppolo onto to another team Hopefully finding a new special teams coach And ready to Let the football season put itself to bed And I can move on to watching You know College basketball And getting back to my high school Soccer season But uh, in the middle of the day Both of my sons, Luke and Caleb, come to me. And this Cowboys 49ers game, the NFL has this program that they started last year that they're doing again this year to try to increase their audience among kids that they put one of the playoff games on Nickelodeon. And they have, it's a really not serious approach to the game. They have special effects and they have slime all over the field. Uh, So, um Luke and Caleb said they wanted to watch the 49ers game with me. Um, they wanted to watch it on Nickelodeon with me, and we did watch the game last year. It was the Saints and the Bears, I think. And I really didn't care about that game, that football game, so I was perfectly fine just having a little activity to watch with them. Hopefully, maybe they get into the football a little bit, and maybe it's another thing that we can do together. But in this particular case, this was my team. You know, I wanted to watch the 49ers play. And so for the first half, um, all you know, both me, my sons, and my wife, we watched the game in our upstairs media room on Nickelodeon. And my kids were they were okay. They were getting after each other a little bit. They were talking a little more than I probably would have liked them to since I was kind of watching the game. But it's not like I was missing any valuable commentary. This was not Jim Nance and Tony Romo. This was Nate Burleson and a couple of kids from Nickelodeon that I don't know who they are. And then I think they had um, young Sheldon was doing some commentary explaining penalties. And then anytime a kicker would kick the ball, they had either SpongeBob or Patrick holograms in between the goalposts that would tell you whether or not the field goal kicker had made the kick uh, or not. Um, I showed incredible patience and I was as nice as I possibly could be. I never raised my voice. I never really told the kids to be quiet. I just watched the game. I did my best. I clapped my hands when the 49ers did well. Um, I didn't curse when when Dallas had good plays. Um, I was about as calm and collected as I could possibly be in a in a playoff game. And and maybe part of that is too that I had zero expectations. For the 49er uh, team. You know if this was two years ago. Where I expected them to win. Or during the Kaepernick years. Where I expected them to win. um, I I probably would have been a little higher strung. um, In this scenario. Halftime rolls around. Um, My wife actually takes me in the backyard. And gives me a haircut. Which was nice. Uh, Give me. Take my mind off of something. And then we go back upstairs. And start the uh, second half of the game. I'm watching the game. My kids are continuing to kind of aggravate each other um, and they're starting to get on my nerves a little bit, but I'm I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to just, you know, let things go, don't overreact to the little things and just trying to watch the game. And the 49ers are winning, so it'd be it'd be probably a lot different if they're losing this game and I I just don't want to be around other people when my team is doing poorly, but I think they were up 23 to 7 uh in the second half of the game and I had gone radio silent. I wasn't tweeting anybody. Um I wasn't texting anybody. I was just trying to watch the game. Finally in the fourth quarter, I think it's like a 23-10 game at this point. Uh you know, m- my kids are just they're doing stupid stuff. They're throwing ice packs at each other. They're poking each other in the eye and I finally had enough. And I just said, "Hey, guys, If you want to watch the game, stay and shut your mouth. If you want to go do other things, then you need to go downstairs. And so they finally decided to go downstairs. I was nice about it, though. I still didn't raise my voice. I just asked them to kindly get out of here if you're not going to watch the game. Um, So I go on watching the game. And now I'm kind of texting with a couple of friends of mine that are Cowboy fans and some other people that are watching the game, just saying, I can't believe how bad this game is. Um, you know, I, both of these teams deserve to lose, but I'm really getting into the game like you can't believe. Well, we come down to the last two minutes of the game, and I don't know if you are aware of this, but if any of you in your house have one of these Amazon Echo Dots, and then you also have a fire stick hooked into your TV, let me warn you about something that happens when you have these two devices in your house. My kids have discovered this little trick that you can tell Alexa to tell your brother or your mommy or your daddy that it's time for them to go to bed. And so my, so you would say, Alexa, it's time for Luke to go to bed. And when this happens... Um, a screen appears on the television screens with uh, stars in the sky and you hear this little twinkle, twinkle, little star theme song and you hear Alexa say, it's time for Luke to go to bed or it's time for daddy to go to bed. So they discovered this like three or four weeks ago. Well, apparently this afternoon, and it's probably around 6, 15 p.m. There's about two minutes left to go in the game. Son number one, my oldest son, Luke, apparently, he's downstairs. He talks into the Echo Dot and says, Alexa, it's time for Caleb to go into bed. Well, apparently, when this happens, Alexa shuts down all the TVs in your house. Shuts down all the TVs in your house. And so... All of the TVs in your house that have smart sticks are shut down, like you're trying to get your kids to go to bed. And so where I'm watching the 49ers in a six-point game with two minutes to go, I mean the nitty gritty of this game, all of a sudden, on my screen, I see a moon, I see stars, and I see Caleb, it's time for you to go to bed. And I knew immediately what happened. I knew immediately what happened. And I start screaming. I yelled as loud as I ever have in my life. I there there was so much anger in the sound of my voice. I'm I'm fortunate that my boys were downstairs and not in the room with me because I think they would have run away from home. And I kept screaming. And I and I and I said and I I didn't curse, but I screamed so loud. I was so angry. And you know, I I stormed downstairs and I screamed at them and I sent them to their room and I want to know where my wife is. Why are they doing this? Why is this happening? And it just so happened that my wife was Taking a shower at the time and she had no idea that it happened And this was something that we had talked about with our kids before That they need to quit playing with this Amazon uh, dot And I was so mad And I was so mad for like 10-15 minutes You know, finally managed to get a TV back on Right with about 30 seconds left to go in the game So I missed all the craziness And the, you know, between two minutes to go and about 30 seconds to go in the game. And sure, eventually, the 49ers won the game. And that really wasn't even the point. I mean, I guess there's kind of a point in why did I, why was I so passionate? Why did I care so much about a game that I was hate watching? I wish I had the answer for this. I am not into this 49ers team at all this year. But how was I so emotionally invested In having that disturbance of knocking out the final two minutes of the game, how did it just cause me to lose control like that? Why had I been so patient for really 50 minutes of the game and I couldn't just let this roll off my back? And... I think one of my strengths as a teacher in a classroom is that I never, ever, ever lose my temper. Same as a coach. I don't lose my temper as a coach. You know, it's just, it's just not worth it. It's not, it's, there's not anything going on. That's so crucial that I should, should ever lose my mind. And yet I couldn't have that same reaction in my own house with my own kids. Now, why would I have more patience for somebody else's kids than I would, than I would have for my own? And this, is a, this was a, a once-in-a-blue-moon occurrence. I think I've only been that angry and yelled that much one other time in my life, and it was well over 20 years ago. There's a scripture in the book of Timothy Timothy chapter three it talks about the qualifications for an overseer. It says, now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. And I think for the most part you know I've I've followed that passage and that and that really has a lot to do with what it takes to be a good father. You have to encourage obedience but do so in a way that your kids Are going to want to spend time with you and still have a positive relationship with you they have to know the difference between right or wrong they have to want to do the right things because you correct them enough but i don't want my kids to fear me i don't want them to not hang around me because i had a an angry or a violent personality and I and i've I've been trying to calm down in the hour and a half since this occurred and I wish I wish I had a better reason for this because I love my sons more than anything on the planet and I and I've tried to perform an autopsy on my own reactions and I've come up empty. But it just goes to show you how our patients can be tested by even the smallest things, and why it's important for why it's important for us to, uh, you know, as as fathers, as Christians, um, to know what's a priority and what's not. And the fact of the matter is, I should have placed the priority of having a positive relationship with my sons over the, you know, over missing out on the conclusion of a game that I was hate watching in the first place. Because I can see why sons might develop poor relationships with fathers who react the way that I reacted. And I went back after the fact and I apologized to my kids and I felt really bad about it. But it made me realize how anyone could lose their temper under the right scenario and certainly for things much more important than a stupid football game. So I guess my message this week is let's not sweat the small stuff. you know let's do what we can um, to rebuke our kids when when they need it. But to really pick and choose our spots and pick and choose the tone of our voice when it comes to dealing with your kids. Because 15 years from now, I don't want my kids to not want to come back to my house because they don't enjoy spending time with me. And it's amazing how you can go from the high of spending such great time with your kids on one night to the low of not wanting them around you the next afternoon. And that's something I'm going to work on, and if uh, you've ever experienced something like that, I hope that's something that you can work on as well. That's going to do it for this week, as always. Appreciate you listening. If there's anything that you would like to uh, talk about or anything I can be praying for, you can always give me feedback, goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Until next time, Matt Jackson sings so long, and thank you for listening to the Good News Project podcast. Tell me something good! Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to the Good Tell News Project, me project me podcast with Matt Jackson. Me. To reach out to Matt yeah. with feedback, topic suggestions, and prayer requests, email goodnewsprojectfeedback at gmail.com. Oh, baby, 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 yeah. Tell me that you like it.